Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. was, no pun intended, 
was a crescendo. Started off slow, picked up the pace. There was a distraction spot on the apron that went awry because Austin Theory couldn't pull the trigger with the chair for some weird reason. Uh, and then let's see here. So, mm-hmm. Dexter Loomis wins that match. Tyler Russ with Malcolm Bivens versus Leon Ruff. So, there's no contest. I figured that much. So, Io Shirai versus Zoe Stark. That was a very surprising back and forth match. Good job, Zoe Stark. Although there's some there's some points in the match or moments, if you will, that were that okay, maybe she was nervous, like on the suplex. She kinda just tossed Io Shirai on the Germans. I don't know you're supposed to, but the release and where Eo landed, it's like damn alive, she folded like an accordion. Jesus Christ. The cells that Eo Shirai did was amazing. And it made Zoe Stark look really good. And then Tony Storm said, you can't beat me. Make the match. Afterwards, that is. Um, backstage, Gargano complaining, blah, blah, blah. And then, let's see here. Zia Lee with Boa versus Casey Catanzaro with Caden Carter. I'm guessing Zia Lee won that match. Yep. Killian Dane versus Drake Maverick versus Grizzled Young Veterans. Wow. I don't know who <laughs> Grizzled Young Veterans, I'm not surprised. No disqualification, Santos Escobar, Cruiserweight Champions, carrying cross. Oh my god. Cross rips the rear view mirror off and pierces the door of the truck with a hearty pick axle. Lord of mercy. Uh okay. Commercial break. So, who won this match? Escobar? Are you kidding me? Oh, wait, carrying cross. Let's see. Escobar rolls out onto some steel steps right now. Table cross climbs on the steps for a Sciato suplex. Who said tables, your lord? Throws Escobar back into the ring and singles for the finish. Hits an arm to the back of Escobar's head and gets the pin. Dear lord. Um. Yeah, I, you know, NXT, no matter if you may think I'm biased by listening to the words that come out of my mouth and flows onto the airwaves, let me explain something to you, dude. I appreciate each each concern, and yes, I will answer as many questions as I can. So, um, let me see here. Um, yes, I agree completely. I think both are trying to entertain. However, you know, one fan base is easy to trigger more so than the other. That's kind of a lie because both are easy to trigger no matter what you say. It's kind of like, you know, you, you grasping for straws, man. And no, I don't mean to diss them by the title. That's not what I meant. Because it's ironic. I'm saying, dude, I'll get to that later on on Off the Rails Uncensored on my own time, my dear friend. So, yep. All right. So, 
as I was saying, I'll get to it as best I can. So I'm going to read AEW Dynamite results tonight. Raja.com, really? That's the advertisement on Google? It's kind of amazing that this shit picks up every single thing that I do. And, yeah, I'm getting, like, several messages on Facebook. You hear the dings, right, in the background? Those are Facebook questions coming in to WrestleRadio Network forward slash Facebook.com. Probably because I um, shook the nest, if you will, shook, shook the uh, hornet's nest with a stick, the metaphorical stick. You know, sometimes you piss people off by just the title of a fucking show. That's fine. I don't care. I really don't. Yeah, I know it's Wednesday night. So, mm-hmm. So, what's time tonight would be Paul White signing AEW. Okay, that's amazing that they mentioned that. And they mentioned the big show's name. Um, and trademark signature open up in Daly's Place Amphitheater in Jacksonville, Florida. John Moxley versus Ryan Nemeth. Moxley's just back. I don't like how I don't like this website already because they just. <clears throat> he has the ring Tony Schiavone and Excalibur join in the commentary with JR. Okay. Hollywood Honk, Ryan Nemeth. Okay. A big DDT attempt goes no dice. Mock up, Moxley's a bitch slapping Hollywood Honk. Okay. He winds up into the gap. Okay. Winner, John Moxley. Paradigm shift. Okay. Moxley talks about exploding barbed wire deathmatch. Now, okay, <laughs> you wonder why I've referenced them to CZW. Not really, I haven't referenced them. But let me, that CZW is not a fair shot at AEW. ECW, remember them? They used to have barbed wire matches and table matches, scaffolding matches. I'm wondering what's going to be pulled out of their ass next. Um he says it's too attractive. He can't resist, even if it's a trap made out by Kenny Omega. Lance Archer and Ray Phoenix interviewed from last week. We return from Moxley Omega video package, and then the commissioners, or commentators, sorry. <laughs> the commissioners, that's kind of old school, right? Archer and Ray Phoenix last week on Dynamite talking about after finding out they will be squaring off against each other in a qualifying match. Okay. The Young Bucks arrive with their parents. That's interesting. It would be kind of odd if my parents sat in on a podcast and glared at me every time I dropped an F-bomb. I mean, that's just kind of weird. Ricky Starks and Brian Cage versus the Varsity Blondes. Interesting choice of names. Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. Let's take them away from the Hollywood Blondes, so you got to give credit for that. Uh, we are back. We achieved to the ring entrance of the Varsity Blondes and Garrison and Pillman Jr. make their way to the ring. Okay, so who won this match? Ricky Starks and Brian Cage. No, no shit, right? So I wonder if Taz interfered. No, Taz did not interfere. Interesting. Okay, uh, then Tony Schiavone with Miro, Kip Sabian, and Penelope Ford. So they return from commercial and... Sting and Darby Allen, but in the commercial, uh, so 
see here. I'm answering as much as I can, my friend. Let's see. The ring of what happened during their wedding with Orange Cassidy and Chuck. Mayor keeps calling Chuck by name Charles. Blah, blah. Brandon Cutler versus Jake Hager. There we turn live inside Daly's place as Brandon Cutler is introduced. Okay, who wins this? Hager? Yep. <laughs> Jericho and MJF attack the Young Bucks' father. I figured. So they're involving people's parents. Brilliant. Let's see here. MJF, blah, blah, blah. The two they spent in the ring in the back. They leave the cars. The Young Bucks finally arrive to see dad beaten down and covered in blood. Okay, that's a little bit too far. The father's taken off in an ambulance. Again, that's kind of... Shaquille O'Neal's AEW in-ring debut is next week. Who cares? Isaiah Cassidy versus Hangman Adam Page, blah, blah, blah. Cassidy taking advantage of the weakened state that Page left him to hurry up. This paragraph's too long. Dark Order members order Cassidy to get back in the ring. Cassidy looks for a spot at the Page reverse. Blah, blah, blah. Hangman Adam Page wins the match. Matt Hardy attacks the Dark Order. Essentially all over the place. Oh, I forgot one thing about NXT. Cameron Grimes and his little vignette where he's trying to do the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase kick. Eventually he's going to run out of money, folks. The gimmick is he'll come back and he'll face Dexter Loomis. Go figure, right? Or the way will come after him, maybe. I don't know. Seek how to solve the Dexter Loomis puzzle. But, you know, AEW Women's Title Eliminator Tournament, Nyla Rose versus Dr. Britt Baker. Former AEW Women's Champion settles into the ring and awaits her opponent, blah, blah, blah. Game of Dr. Britt Baker plays. Okay, let me fast forward. There's another commercial break. Holy shit. The finals advancing to the U.S. bracket is Nyla Rose. FTR and Jurassic Express height. Oh, my goodness. So, that was AEW's results. Let's see here. There's more. Dear Lord. FTR and Jurassic Express height. Oh, so it's a video package. Okay. Winner advances to Revolution Ladder Match, Lance Archer versus... Ray Phoenix, so their pay-per-view revolution. Okay, well, mm-hmm. we return from the break to the Dapper Yapper, Justin Roberts. That really his nickname, Dapper Yapper. That's kind of cool. Okay, let's see here, Archer. Da da da. This better not be okay. Archer sending Phoenix out to the floor. Blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of paragraphs in here. And the winner advancing is Lance Archer. Makes sense to me. The dude's tall as fuck. He's big. He's got a look. I met him at Revolver. Does that mean anything? No. I've seen him that big he is. You know, it's just like, wow. You can't deny the man his size, agility, and speed for a big dude. And plus... You can't deny Ray Phoenix either. He's a very talented dude. So, 
onto the minor decathlons or on through the minor decathlons. So let's get to the nitty-gritty of what I'm about to talk to you all about. I've mentioned this before. There are certain things that bother the fuck out of me. One of them being, you know, I've got 43 minutes. No. One of them being is that when you make a statement in anything and you just go completely against what you just said, it does bother me, but it doesn't consume me. Okay? There's a difference. If I was consumed by this whole issue, I'd be talking about it non-fucking-stop every fucking show. So I'm just going to cut to the chase. The following content contains expletives that are inappropriate for kids under the age of 18. If they go and repeat it to their school principal, I am not going to be held responsible or accountable for anything that they have repeated or done to, you know, have their venture into the principal's office. Off the Rails Uncensored is a trademark podcast and is about to turn five years old, folks. Five years old. March 7, 2016. Off the Rails Uncensored is a coin, a, no, it's a patented podcast that was coined and phrased Off the Rails Uncensored in any reproduction likeness thereof will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law for using of the title Off the Rails Uncensored. So, without further ado, if you could please buckle up, because I cannot guarantee you that you will not be offended, or that you will come out the same after listening to my show. Buckle up! Because you're going to need to strap in Keep all hands and feet inside this insane ride I'm not responsible for any lost belongings that get tossed around the room For how many F-bombs I drop or how many expletives get said So Monkeys in the truck Can you please hit my music Let me see here if I can just do some digging. Um, no, I know already some names, but you know, the surprise is like a surprise debut coming at AEW Revolution. Is this really what this is about? So, <laughs> Matt Seidel, they debuted at All 2020, All Out, okay, so I don't think, okay, but yeah, let's give a list, shall we? Brian Cage, Matt Seidel, so they're listing off names that are non, no, 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 just hear me out. I've got to look at somebody's roster because they've said that, you know, somebody stood at the stadium, or stadium, podium, if you will. And uh, let me just point this out. There are a lot of familiar faces. 
I'm not going to list the AEW Dark roster. I'm going to list the AEW main because, look, world-class, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. No. No. Who went from AEW to A? <laughs> yeah. Who went from WWE to AEW? Okay, well. Ambrose, FTR, Jericho, Cody Rhodes, the part owners of the show. Then you've got Creative, Dean Malenko, Arn Anderson. You've got Jim Ross. Tony Schiavone at one point was a part of WWF, not E. But you know what's funny is if they are employees, I would just, you know, here's the, not just those names, Jake Hager, Matt Hardy, God rest his soul, Brody Lee. There's a lot of former WWE superstars, Britt Baker, hmm, just to name a few, Matt Seidel was one of them. There's only six or seven. Big Show or Paul White. And you just say, okay, Tully Blanchard was also formerly. Yeah, he was he was part of an agent. Look, his, his daughter Tessa was a part of the May Young Classic. Is there, are they then now and forever? Oh, wait, Sean Spears, Jake the Snake Roberts, Diamond Dallas Page at one point was a, he wasn't a total package of WWE. He was a part of it for a little bit. Sting, he's not, you know, considered a part of WWE, considering he was there, not for very long, but he was there. Has, my God, dude, the list. Okay, Billy Gunn. That's not overly saturated. Okay, Miro. Hawk. There's a crap ton of females from the May Young Classic that got rejected and sent to AEW. Not all of AEW is going to like, or their fan base is not going to like it. Where's your facts? Well, not AEW Dark, no. WWE Superstars, no. Look, is AEW better than WWE? Some will pipe up and say, well, at least it's like, yeah, but when it comes to ratings, look, I believe that <laughs> when you watch AEW Dynamite and compare it to the bread and butter of WWE, which is NXT, and you don't compare it to main roster, of course it's going to look one-sided. But you want to talk about overly saturating shit and not being similar to WWE. Hmm, well, I'm... Not guaranteeing you, but some names have actually taken interest in not signing back with uh, WWE, but going to AEW. We know this. We know that, man. Let's see here. Zack Ryder or Matt Carvana, he's not there anymore after just like a week. And, you know, you can laugh all you want. But the whole intent of this fucking title is like, well, how do you say that, uh, how would you say AEW is overly saturated when you can only name seven names? 
I need a list of their fucking roster, and I don't know exactly. Let me see here. AEW. Let me see here. AEW talent roster. I need to see this. This is who's on their roster. Kenny Omega was also formerly in WWE back in 2004, but he really can't say anything. Britt Baker, WWE. Brandy Rhodes. Okay, no. Dustin Rhodes. Completely forgot about that. Hmm. Sean Spears, Sammy Guevara, formerly in WWE NXT Developmental. Matt Jackson and Sonny Kiss, no. Brody Lee's no longer there. List of All Elite Wrestling personnel. Now, this is what I need. On air, on air personnel. Khan family, Shahid Khan, Tony Khan. So, Kenny Omega, New Japan, Darby Allen. Worked in Japan as well, Young Bucks. Uh, Brian Cage could have easily been in WWE with his size and whatnot, but chose not to. And who knows? Let's see, Billy Gunn, there's a familiar name, isn't it? Chris Jericho, definitely familiar with WWE and and, uh, WCW back in the day and also ECW. And then you had, let's see here, Eddie Kingston. That name is very familiar. Uh, Adam Hangman Page, not a part of WWE. Joey Janela, reject from WWE Developmental. Moxley, formerly in WWE System. Also a guy that used to wrestle in CZW. Luther, former Ring of Honor. Marco Stunt. Um, like I said, I won't touch much on that. Matt Hardy. Matt Seidel, Miro, MJF, Nick Jackson. Let me see your Pac, Paul White. I mean, come on. Some of the names are not unfamiliar when you look at them and say, see them, they're like, wow, you know, Sean Spears, Sting, Stu Grayson, Trent, Wardlow. Okay, let's see. Awesome Kong, Big Swole, Brandy Road. There's more names to this than leads on Jade Cargill, Chris Stratlander. I know. Okay, yeah, well, um, Hainora Conchi's in there, too. Serena Deeb. Yeah, Tay Conchi. So, literally, folks, if I go down this list, I found about, let's see here, six, seven, eight, nine familiar names. You forget, Dean Malenko's a part of creative. Jim Ross is a part of creative. So, what does that mean? I, I jokingly toss out the title, then, now, and forever. Because they say they're not similar to WWE. Well, you have a death match that sets you apart. And I've only seen a handful of those, not just in the States, from CZW or ECW. It's been a while since I've seen a death match live and in person. I've seen, I mean, I wouldn't say it was a death match, but I'd say it's close to. I mean, you've got glass shards through a table. You had nails, Jesus Christ, not nails, yeah, nails, never mind, thumbtacks, barbed wire two-by-fours, barbed wire beds. There's some sick fucks out there that, you know, really love sadism when it comes to fucking wrestling, but that's besides the point. What I'm trying to get at is when you stand at a podium and you make a statement saying we're not going to overly saturate with former talent from WWE. Really. So, 
ooh, 10, 11, 12 names later, that's not overly saturating your shit. Or considering the fact that you're being very similar to what WCW was as a tribute, you know, to the late and great. I don't want to sing about the name because I'm going to get in trouble. So I'm going to say to the late, great WCW cast performers, the ring dimensions are very similar to the ring from WCW and AEW, that is. Also, you know, you can't deny the fact that they're not entertaining. And some say that one company is better than the other. I call bullshit. Yeah, they beat... AEW beats WWE in ratings. You want me to be specific? But their shit is all over the place. Again. I mean, they're involving, well, you know, Jericho and MJF beat up Jackson's uh, father. Okay. Um, On the one hand, as a fan, is that supposed to make me draw in and watch your shit? I didn't even watch it, so they're like, well, then you can't make a comment. Actually, I can because I don't watch your shit live. I've seen DVR, and that's what the purpose is for, just watching the highlights through Facebook because they'll have highlight videos of AEW. But the point is, when you stand at a podium and say, we're not going to overly saturate, but you sign a guy for a day and Matt Cardona, and he goes elsewhere to, you know, Find a home as far as professional wrestling goes. So the question remains, you know, should we tune into a show that basically essentially is telling us our show is going to be high, nothing but high action, high octane, and you're not going to know what the fuck is going to happen next. I like it. brings me back to the days of ooh, the Attitude Era and days when people used to watch show that AEW now has owned and they say they're nothing like their competition everyone's similar to one another believe it or not in wrestling they're never going to outwardly say uh, you know we're very we're very similar to that company you know better known as WWE they're not going to fucking sit there and say that they're also not going to sit there and say Well, you know, I really liked, you know, when Adam Cole explained why he did what he did. No. But I'm getting off track here because I'm supposed to be chatting about how, you know, somebody might say something in wrestling and am I going to hold it against them forever? No, I'm going to make a fucking joke out of it. I think it's hilarious that two years, actually three years ago now, Someone stood at the podium and said, you know, are you going to be asked, Cody Rhodes, the question, you know, what what holds the future for AEW talent? The only, okay, there's a shit ton of workers on their roster for AEW Dark. Is that a bad thing? No, it gives the guys opportunities. There's a crap ton on their roster. That's a lie, too, because they're only working with those who can actually fucking work. And that's a lot, considering, ooh, there's the Dark Order, there's a zillion people in that faction, and then you have the Inner Circle, and then you have the Elite with Cody Rhodes, so it's just like, you guys 
hey, you're not going to be faction heavy and that wrestling is going to be spot on and you're not going to know what the fuck's going to happen. You're right. Watching an AEW show is like watching a Jerry Springer show. You know who the fucking hoe is and you know who the dude who's cheating on said hoe and it's just like, wow. The plot thickens, you know, because this is what's going to happen on your show. The same goes for any wrestling show, man. You don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Although, some like to have a little structure. Is that bad? No. And by some, I'm talking about NWA or NXT or even Ring of Honor. Because their show has a similar, you know, it's, you have to have a formula in professional wrestling that allow a fan to understand what the fuck you're doing. And, you know, it's funny because some say, well, they killed off this feud and they killed off that feud. Oh, that's main roster for you. Um, Speaking of rosters, AEW's roster that I just listed off, it's getting bigger. And how are you going to include people that you just added, it's easy. Who can we give them to? Who can we feed them to? I don't know. But then now and forever, AEW, it's a crack at them because they themselves, when they very first started, they started off with some people from Lucha Underground. Ray Phoenix is one of them. And they're like, well, that makes you sound like a cynical mark because you aren't liking what they're doing, so you're lambasting them. By saying this, no, dude, I'm not lambasting them. I am putting them on blast because they say certain things on air that makes one wonder, are you sure? Are you sure? We're not about that. Get every opportunity that they get when they get it. They will look directly at the camera and saying, this is a direct shot at the person who told us we couldn't break the fourth wall. So that's a direct shot at Vince. The one uh, AEW Dynamite in 2020 that Cody Rhodes looked at the camera while doing a promo and saying, you know, we're allowed to do this. We're allowed to do that here. Back in those guys, you know, and so such and such. I'm, we're allowed here to break the fourth wall. Again, you know, it's cutting and it's cutting edge, it's compelling TV, but that's called CM Punk. You want to drop a pipe bomb, dude? How about you be original? Instead of adding like 50 gajillion former WWE NXTs and former WWE, you say that you didn't want to be overly saturated with WWE talent. Yet here we are. People that weren't satisfied are making their living, and that's cool. And people may say, wow, you're taking a shot at Cody? Look, I know I'm not going to be most popular dude in the professional wrestling community by saying, we are took a shot at Cody. No, I'm being brutally honest. When you say something, please don't fucking be the dude that sat there and said, we are not going to be, but then turn right around and do the opposite of what you just said you weren't going to do. So if you couldn't find homegrown talent, dude, I'm not going to rope people's names into this create drama, but look, when wrestling, when attendance and wrestling shows go back to normal, you know that people are going to battle it out by saying, 
well, AEW's original. They bring in, you know, cool people. That's true. They brought in Sting. I mean, who's going to deny the fact that Sting is was not a part of their childhood? That's fucking insane to, you know, say Sting like not a part of your childhood. Come on, he was. But you, we, as wrestling fans, observe, we look, we see, we watch, we boo, we cry, we bitch on social media now, which is kind of fucking stupid. But we still do it. And be like, I'm not going to bitch on social media about that. And then 20 seconds later, if I popped on Facebook or Twitter and said, man, this guy sucks. He fucking blows ass. He can't wrestle worth a shit. That's fucking the same shit that Cody and yeah, that Cody Rhodes stood up on the podium when AEW first started their company and said, we are not going to overly saturate our roster with former talent. Is bullshit one word or two? And I've said this a million times. I have nothing but respect for Cody Rhodes and his family as far as wrestling skill goes and the ability to talk on the mic and vent your frustrations about what was going on. And yeah, times are different. Do I wish he was a part of NXT? Mm, no. And they said they're going to open the world up for WWE and him, you know. For their companies to work each other Wow that'd be nice I mean it'd be an interesting show To say the least We're going to pause 10 seconds for station identification Before I get too much of my rant to leave. Um, 
and that has something to do with Mauro Ranello. I'm not getting too much into this, but if really, if you think about it, disgruntled employees will go anywhere to find a job. Disgruntled? No. I mean, look, when Moxley left WWE, it was probably because he felt that he was kept inside a fucking box. And that his character didn't have any room to fucking room to fucking roam. All right. With him, that's understandable because he got tired of the fucking shield gimmick non-fucking stop. It was every four months, let's dredge up the shield again. You know, let's bring them together for a story. I'm pretty sure that was, he didn't mind doing it because you're getting paid. But at the same token, when you have to face Nia Jax and let her bump you, and she's one of the suckiest workers ever, She's a nice person, but she sucks as a worker, dude. Fucking, is absolutely horrid. And you're going to let her bump Oxley. And thankfully, he won the match. But I'm just telling you. There are certain things, there are certain reasons why people leave companies. To better their careers. That's the joke, though. That I just said, dude, then, AEW then, now and forever. Is it a shot at them? I'm not going to fucking lie. Look, anybody and everybody can rip everyone a new asshole on social media. And then say, oh, keep it to yourselves. Why? Because you don't want to hear the fucking truth? This is not just opinion-based. Yes, AEW beats WWE in ratings. But that's because they're the brand new shiny toy that everyone wants to have, you know, a turn with. But once they get acclimated, you know, and they're already an established company, which they are, but paying for a pay-per-view, I mean, no, no, sir. I'm going to stand and make more money because people would pay to go see it on Fight Network if they really want to watch the fights. Look. I'm not saying they don't make money. I'm not saying that they're not trying. All I'm saying is when you stand up to begin the start of your company and say stuff that warrants a reaction, no matter who or what you are, if you go against what you said was going to happen, they're like, well, then how would you have gone about it? There are plenty of people that can be ratings easily with main roster. With NXT, they're not as exclusive. They're not the same when they first started, which is true. But they do have people that are slowly but surely replacing those who was now on main roster. <laughs> Is it the same explosiveness? I mean, you just saw tonight a backlot brawl and no disqualification match between Santos Escobar and Karrion Cross. Does it have to be hardcore every fucking night? No. Does it have to include a story that doesn't make any fucking sense? Like, let's bring the Young Bucks' parents because, oh yeah, Jericho and MJF got to beat up Matt Jackson's father and there's got to be blood involved because, you know, blood is going to be so dramatic. Not only the stories, but it's like, okay, I guess we're going back to the Attitude Era for both AEW and NXT. Not only the fucking 
style of stories, man. What's hilarious is both had a tag team main event. It's not uncommon, you know, it's not uncommon for wrestling companies to do similar main events, but what I'm getting at is, did WWE ever say, we're going to sign a lot of, you know, we're not going to sign former talents, we're just going to keep it within the family, and by the way, we're just going to, we're not going to call up anybody from NXT from here on out. Two weeks later, Five to six NXT names get called up to the main, or no, three to four names get called up from NXT. And they just said, we're going to keep it within the family of the main roster. We're going to show entertaining again. See what I'm saying? If things were any more disingenuous by saying, oh, we're not going to overly saturate our roster. We're just going to be homegrown and we're going to build around the talent that we already have. You guys already had Hangman Page and Kenny Omega and Moxley and Pac and Jericho and Guevara and Santana, and or there's a lot of fucking names off the list that I can sit there, sit here and list and say, this is who AEW had before the infusion of the Hollywood or the Varsity Blonde. Sorry, that's a very interesting tag name, man. An ode to the Hollywood Blondes, when you know Steve Austin and Brian Tillman, Senior. God rest his soul. Not a diss on the company. It's the fucking honest to God truth. When you have a list of guys that can perform week in and week out, then you sit there and say we're not going to overly saturate our roster. It wasn't Jericho or Rhodes' choice. These guys were like, "Hey, you got an open door. I want to. I want in." These guys have been through plenty of fucking matches and have plenty of experience. I'm not downing them. I'm downing the fact... I'm not downing anything. Let's see here. I'm being honest. I'm not downing. I'm being fucking honest. And my justification is when you listen to somebody say something, are they allowed to change their mind? Sure. Or is Cody and them, not just Cody, but is it a group decision whether or not they want this person? Because sometimes AEW will even say, nope, don't want him. Don't want her. To me, it's more or less, it'd be like the NFL, and somebody says, you know, they have probably five turnovers in the game, and they sat there and said, you know, it wasn't our fault. The offensive line just didn't block, and uh, they need to do a better job. I don't know what their issue is today. Maybe they didn't eat the right meal or something, and they just said, you know, beforehand, they would say something like, well, if we have turnovers, if we, you know, mess up or we're not doing what we're supposed to do, we're not having proper blocking or whatever, 
then, you know, we're going to stick by one another and we're not going to down one another and then turn around and completely do what I just said. Oh, I don't know what their problem is. They need to block better, blah, blah, blah. You get what I'm saying? You get where I'm going with this? Whenever somebody stands up at the podium at a press conference and they make a statement, that statement goes not unnoticed and not unheard. Okay. We heard you. We know what was said. Problem is, there are some people that are going to tell you, well, they did it, you know, for the greater good of their business. That, you know, they have to start a business. These are the same fucks that sit there and bandwagon during football season. You are. You are the same people that sit there and say, well, aren't they eligible to make their own decisions? I'm not saying that they can't make their own goddamn decisions. All I'm telling you is, is that when someone stands there and says to an audience that is paying attention because you're brand new, they're not brand new anymore, folks. They've been there for three years, but now they've got Shaquille O'Neal. And how ironic, the big show, or Paul White shows up, and he's going to be announcing AEW Dark. They ask, well, what's the issue with that? I don't see the harm in it. I don't see the problem. Not getting it. There are nine, actually ten to twelve names that are in AEW that are formerly of NXT, main roster, old NXT. Their commentary that, you know, their commentary is not the issue. JR, I love to death because he will sit there and fucking tell you exactly what you're doing wrong or right. You got to give credit where credit's due. They are beating... WWE and ratings Why Is it compelling TV To see an old man get beat up By two strangers Actually Jericho's not a stranger to the wrestling world But he He knows his way around So What's the issue then My annoyance with AEW is the fact that They remind me so much Of WCW And not in a good way and and some of their matches just does every match have to have color? Are we wrestling a pay per view every fucking Wednesday night? Or better yet, their women's division is a joke. It is. They're like Akira Shida is a joke. I said no. It's all over the place. Where's the fucking stories? Their women are just like here. You wrestle Britt Baker wrestles against Akira Shida. And uh, here's your background, you're a heel now, blah, 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 and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. Isn't that what wrestling is supposed to be? Not necessarily, especially, I guess I get, you know, we all get spoiled by women's divisions in NXT, and I'm not so sure about Maine or, you know, wherever else. But it just, there's no direction in AEW, none whatsoever. So you're going to have Wardlow, Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy attacks the Dark Order, Afni, whatever match, and Marco stunts. Um, some people have discussed, well, isn't he too small to be a worker? No, you're never too small to do anything. They're like, you're very back and forth. Yeah, I am very back and forth with AEW. Because as Moxley stated on a podcast, you want them, you want your competition to be at their best. 
so that when you go head to head on network TV, that you don't fuck up. AEW constantly does shit that's so over the top. It's like, man, alive, like Jim Cornette was describing Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson was okay. It was a tag match with the Young Bucks and FTR, somebody. Some other tag team, my bad. And what happened was they go to the back where there's a trailer and the guy hits the trailer and over-exaggerates the fucking bump. You know, you're supposed to. Whatever. There's a sign that says, please do not enter. Or show going on, use this, blah, blah, blah. And Cornette said, well, maybe it would have averted us from the disaster of a match. No, I mean, Cornette's always picky, but he is right. He's like, you not enter I I forget what the sign was reading on the top of the trailer, but I do know that they weren't supposed to use that. Who cares? It's fucking wrestling. I get it. What I'm going to tell you next, you might not be a complete fan of, but for those who think AEW is better than WWE, the answer to that whole statement is no. Wrestling is wrestling to me, and if you can fucking entertain me or others, good job. Mazel tov, hats off to you. I don't condemn AEW. They just annoy the fuck out of me in some instances. In other instances, it's like, have you ever turned them on and watched a full match? Yes. And there are guys that can actually help anchor that company. They work as a team, they say. Well, look, you can work as a team all you want, but if, you're, if you've are if got no sense of direction on your show, and I need a fucking GPS or a drama mean to get through some of AEW. My God, man, everyone says to me that, well, it's different than WWE, and you don't get hardcore, you don't get color in WWE. If you were to do color every night, you'd be looking like New Jack's fucking forehead, man. Whole bunch of scars everywhere. You'd be looking like Abdul the Butcher. The dudes that fucking bladed so much to the point where it looks like the top of their fucking forehead, the middle of their forehead looks like hamburger meat. And what does blading have to do with this? Look, once upon a time, Pac and Omega had a feud going on when AEW first started, right? There was a broom handle that Kenny Omega grabbed that had fucking barbed wire on it and almost impaled Pac's thumb. Like, really? We're going to start shit. Not even on a pay-per-view. Maybe fucking build it with a chair or a table or something. Throw them off the stage. We're like, that's very WWE. No, because there's no fucking crowds now to fucking boo or cheer. All I'm telling you is... AEW then down forever is a crack at them because they always crack at WWE. So guess what? You're not being subtle when you say stuff like, oh, we broke the fourth wall or we're not like that company over there. Kind of fucking funny. I'm not going to lie, but when you say things like we're not overly saturated with uh, WWE roster, former WWE roster, are you kidding me? Are you fucking fracking kidding me? Let's be real. When you have talent that signed with you, they're not all WWE or, no, formerly of ECW or formerly of WCW. Although it is hilarious that Bischoff was a part of one of AEW's tapings. 
not taping, but live shows. So, again, the thought of WCW and ECW crosses my mind every time that I watch an AEW show. And I cannot express to you enough, like, wrestling is life for me. Like, watching a wrestling show now is like an escape. It's a nice little therapeutic mental massage, if you will. The thing that makes me even happier to do this is um, the reprise for Off the Rails Uncensored tomorrow on Podbean. Is gonna, I'm going to sit there and literally tell you why I believe I'm going to, you know, that celebrities in wrestling sometimes have a place and sometimes they don't. Some why there's a reason why they belong on or in the Hall of Fame and there's reasons why they do not. So. It's going to be very, very interesting tomorrow, fellas. I will try my hand once again from the, only the second episode of Off the Rails Uncensored, a sister show of Wrestle Radio Network, has its separate platform finally. And look, the way I'm hoping it gets me on Spotify, so you can all look from the show. Actually, you can look in our blog talk, you can download it for free on iTunes. You can see the post on Twitter. And and check it out on live stream through blogtalkradio.com. All right, folks, if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And I added some, you know, little adages to this. Two of those bitches, I got to get some rest. I got a nice little day off here. All right, all right. If you didn't like what I said, it's okay. You can eat a popsicle. I don't give a fuck. I'm tired. I love you all. Thank you all for listening. Latvia, Indonesia, Australia, United States of America, Tokyo, Japan, Rome, Ghana, Taipei, Taiwan, Philippines, London, England. I love you guys. Uh, Sydney, Australia, Perth. I don't say it. I don't notice. You Toronto, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Montreal. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Mexico City, Mexico. Guatemala. Those of you who have radios and listen to my crazy ass, thank you so much. All right. Toodles, bitches, for real. I got to go to bed. Good night. Take it. Personality, the cult of personality.